It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. After starting her own business in her 50s as a fitness entrepreneur, today's guest Liz Hilliard realized that while she was empowering other women to be strong, she wasn't living what she was preaching. Liz decided to step into the unknown and live authentically. She joins us today to share her story of how she lives with a new purpose. Liz founded the Hilliard Studio Method, an award-winning core-centric Pilates-based workout program. She believes that we can be powerful at any age. Welcome, Liz. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Joan. Thank you for that nice introduction. I really appreciate being here. Well, Liz, it's a pleasure to have you here because when you were in your 50s, you changed so many things about your life. You started your own business. And what was it that you were doing before that time? And what led you to want to become an entrepreneur? Um, I was before that time in my in my late 40s. I had done a late, uh, late change of career and decided to become a, a Pilates instructor and when I did that, I had no notion of owning my own business. I thought I would be an instructor, have people come into my home studio. But what I found was a natural sort of feeling that I had some influence and empowering ways with women, particularly. And what you find when you're personally training is you're almost in a therapy type session. And I would have all sorts of things come in. And I realized early on that the connection between the physical self and, you know, the emotional, the mental, all of the things going on in our world are directly re- related. And so I realized that I had an opportunity and I wanted to take that opportunity to um, to empower other people, women particularly. And what that does when you have an energy exchange of not only physically helping someone accomplish something that they didn't think they could accomplish it actually translates into other areas of their lives. And I started my business in my probably early 50s called the Hilliard Studio Method. And the very first thing I did was write on my wall, be powerful, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not about having power over, but finding that power within that releases who we really potentially can become. And right. And to work it through physically and as well as mentally and emotionally. And what I love about your story is that it illustrates that it's never too late to do something that you want to do. I, I started doing this work in my late 40s after raising two children and being married 23 years. Um, everything got upheaved in my life, which led to what I do today. And at that time, you know, it was very daunting because I really thought, in my late 40s that the best was behind me. And I've come to realize Mm -hmm. that I sometimes now think the best is still ahead of me. Aren't the 50s the best? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they really, really are. Um, And I love that. And I love that. It's it's sort of like there's a freedom to, I think, 
it's underestimated until luckily you get to be 50. And I, I've always said I'm so thrilled and lucky to be now I'm 69 years old, but I, I'm so honored to be this old. I, who knew I would, I would live this long? And then to really come into your own, there's something about the freedom of owning your own potential and, 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 a, and a bravery that happens, I believe, mm-hmm. in your case too, right? I mean, to right. start your own show, to start your own business. Well, and it wasn't only on the business side of your life that you changed pretty much everything. You also changed personally. You had been married for 37 years, and you decided to divorce your husband. What led up to that decision? Oh, gosh. that now we, We've been even longer than we have today, but I'll give you the, uh, the cliff notes on that. Um, I had a 37-year marriage that I just ended five years ago. And I, unbeknownst to myself, I wrote a book called Be Powerful, Find Your Strength at Any Age, I even have a podcast called that now. Uh, and the fact is, is I realized when I was writing the book that I was, I was writing what I wanted to, to believe. And that I was always about authenticity. Just own yourself, own your space, be who, don't be afraid or find ways to, to have courage to find your, to find who you truly were. Well, unbeknownst to me, <laughs> I, and let me backtrack one sec. I was already in a marriage that was ending. Uh, my ex-husband and I, who remain friends to this day, it, it became a relief when we finally began the discussion of ending a marriage that had not been working for either one of us for many, many years before this happened. So it wasn't just all of a sudden you know, this happened. But I had been, you know, in a friendship marriage, which is not a bad way to be married. And I think a lot of people do that. But I realized there was so much more to who I was, and I wasn't owning it. I was living in a really small way. I was sheltering under the societal norms of this is who I should be now that I'm, you know, whatever age I was, I was 60, early 60s. And here's what really happened. I fell in love with not another man and definitely younger, but a woman. And there's never been a bigger shock to me in my whole life. Never. This is the biggest shock that ever happened. And so I, I realized immediately that I needed to go directly to therapy. Do not pass go. I mean, what is the matter with me? So I, you know, I, I told my husband eventually, and we talked about it. And we were going through the process of divorce, but, and he was very supportive because oh, when you've been married that long, you, well, we have a respect for each other to this day, but getting back to owning my own self, realizing that I was falling in love with not only a woman or even another person. I, I thought that my whole identity now was Hilliard City method was empowering other people to find their own purpose and their strength and physically and mentally. But I was finding that I was doing this for myself and it shocked me to my core, literally. And so I was not going to play, I was not going to act on this. Um, I fell hard and in a very instant moment for a woman who actually is 26 years younger than me, mm-hmm. who <laughs> there's so many things wrong. She works for me and she was my best friend. She also was helping me write that book. Um, it, it, it really checked all the boxes of do not do. And I really kind of went, <laughs> I remember the quote from um, Eleanor Roosevelt, you must do the thing you must not, you must do the thing you must not do. And I, I have, I confronted her because I had to either put it to bed because it was going to ruin my business, ruin my life, ruin my family relationship. Because here I'd been this 
upstanding social, you know, head of my, com- or t- you know, people knew who I was in my community mm-hmm. and I had an identity and this was going to destroy that identity into lots of ashes. Right. I could lose my business. I could lose everything. I could lose my family relationships. And I thought, I cannot, I cannot do this. I've got to deny it. But you can't unknow what you know. And so I definitely, so I went to her and I said, this is how I feel. I'm already going to tell you right up front, this is wrong. Uh, but you have to know this and we've got to find a way to circum, to get around to, to either, you're going to have to either not work for me or I'm going to have to do something else, Right. Anyway, it was a real, it was a real, it wasn't a conundrum. It was a massive shift that I'd never experienced in my whole life. Mm-hmm. So but you had I this identity, it, Liz, you, you had the person you believed yourself to be for your entire life up until that point. And as you described, everything was rocked. And what was it like for you being from the South and coming out, being in this relationship? You were talking about how you would lose your personal relationships and, and did that end up happening? Uh, it did in some cases, but as we know, as we get older, the relationships that are true relationships do stick. People, mm-hmm. I, interesting, I do live in the South. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm in the middle of the Bible Belt, um, and I had a, I have a real viable business. So I expected clients that are very conservative, very, you know, they're just not going to accept this. Come to me and say, I don't get it. I can't even, I'm not even sure I can accept it, but I'll have, I'll, I'll have your back on this, which blew me out of the water and was very uh, moving to me. But at the same time, I did lose people that just simply disagreed. And, and of course, I accept that and, and bless them and let them go. Um, as far as my family, like I said, my ex-husband was my greatest um, advocate because he understood that I mean, his very first words to me were, I really want that for me, meaning we both had this sense that we were missing something in our marriage. I mean, we had been for so long. And so he was very supportive and is to this day. But I did the strain on the relationship that I had with my child and uh, other people that have fallen out of my life. Then It was there. But the beauty and the joy of owning who you are and then really getting to step out and the people that do come to you at that point, it's magnificently higher level uh, love and friendship than you've ever had. Because mm-hmm. once you're really going to own yourself and tell your truth, then what do you got to lose? And you were, you were raw and exposed. And being raw and exposed is terrifying. Yeah. And it took a lot of courage. Where do you think you got but, the strength from? Oh, God, that's such a great question. I think when you are pushed to the point that you simply can't unknow what you know, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You can decide, I'm going to live a half-life, a shell, and I'm probably going to die, and that happens a lot, maybe. I simply said at 64 years old, I'm done. I will not live this way. Peace, and not not really pieces fall where they may because I was very very concerned about the people that I really cared about in my life, my family particularly, and but I could not do it. So I thought I will work, I will work my best way, and I have. I've I put the therapy in. You put your work into having the courage to own yourself, and that is not easy. That is about walking through the door of just fire all around. That is that it's scary. It's terrifying. But if you can walk through that door on the other side is 
absolute joy within my body, within myself, within my soul. Mm-hmm. I, I, I share that now with, with people I know and don't know. It's just have the courage to own yourself and your life will work. It will right. work. And we love who we love. It, we love who we love. And to me, it's more the soul of the person. I think we're all very intricate human beings on a spectrum of love and energy that can be, it can be a man or a woman, right? And I think we put a lot of, of, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make a choice of who we are. So now I'm like, one of the greatest things is to unknow who you thought you were. And that gives you a freedom to explore more deeply and then to become better at who you are. And you know, Liz, it doesn't matter what you think you are. So for example, I thought my identity was in a wife and mother. And that was what I spent a large portion of my early adult life being because that's what I was groomed to believe that I was. And it's what I thought would make me happy. And then after 23 years of doing that, I -hmm. had to learn who I was. And I'm still trying to figure that out. And so it's not necessarily just relationship-wise or professionally. Mm -hmm. We all have these identities of who we believe we are. And often, more often than not, we have to relearn what that is. You know, we really don't know. Truly. And, you know, the beauty of you is that you were that wife and mother that what and that identity was real mm-hmm. but but i think we have many many lives within this life right, right. and so then you did your job your children were ready to go and be themselves and have their own lives and so that is the beauty i think of it is you did that you did that and right. you still are that that's a part of you but there is then you go well there's so much more i've mm-hmm. all of a sudden got this who am I now? And those moments of uh, whether it be a soft crisis, a hard crisis, whatever it is, are our blessings. I think that we just get when we we can deny them and go, oh, my life is over. What am I going to do now? My kids are gone. Or we can go, what is this opportunity? I'm healthy. I'm alive. What can be next? And or what can be next within myself? I mean, you don't have to go off and become anything. You can just become more you and continue to do whatever you're doing. But I I just think it's such opportunity. For some people, it becomes challenging because they're so used to pleasing other people. And when you try to live to please others, you don't live authentically. So what advice do you have for someone listening to you right now to help that person live for themselves? Oh, that's such a great question. My advice would be that if you are living for someone else, like a child, your best in in their best interest is for you to model the behavior of listening to your own self. Model the behavior of being a human being that is more that that so that they can see that they can be more. So you know, I think women particularly have this issue with I have to be there for my children no matter what. And sometimes that can build into a job a resentment. But when you can show your people that love you, that you, there are so many more parts of you and accept them into yourself. Like, Oh, you, I love you. And I, I will be here for you, but today I'm going to do this for me. Right. Mm -hmm. It gives them the, it gives them the freedom to also do that. Um, I know how hard that is. Your right. parent, you're, I'm a mother. <laughs> it's right. hard. And we're afraid of being judged. And so what mm-hmm. you experienced, 
you know, how did you navigate that judgment that I'm sure you faced? What were some of the tools oh, that you used? I, I had to always, I, I avoided, I want a booklet on this. So many, I might need to write the booklet, even though it right. wouldn't be, because everybody's got a different way to do this. The only way, the only way that I have found for myself to navigate this, and I still navigate it to this day, is to stand in my space, own it, and understand this is who I am. I'm coming from a place of love. I'm coming from a place of self-acceptance as well as acceptance of anyone around me. And you will be criticized. You don't, if you don't slip into that beautiful societal box, people are threatened. Maybe you're not criticized overtly, but even the quietness of, well, we don't know how to handle this person. <laughs> they, don't, they don't fit into any of our categories, right? So we'll just leave them alone. There is a, you've got to be ready for a bit of a loneliness factor to that. Mm-hmm. And, but then what I was saying in the beginning is you will feel very alone because there is no playbook on this. But the aloneness is the time where you cherish and you grow who you really are, that seed of Liz or that you know, seed of whoever you are into, into being. And then once you, do, once you sort of start to ex- excavate and bring that bright, beautiful self up, the people in your life that love you are drawn to you and they want to know more. And it gives them the freedom to maybe be more than they thought they could be or to me, maybe even to admit to themselves that they have had feelings or these other things in her, their lives, it gives other people a freedom to do, to express themselves right. if you self-express as truly yourself. I and think. one of the things I started to tell myself when I feel judged is that anyone who has that type of judgment or negative comments about another person, it's usually more about them, the way they're feeling about themselves, oh, yeah. than it is about yeah. you. It's super hard, too, by the way, don't you think? Yeah. Because anybody that's going to criticize you, is that is about them. That is not about you. They're making a judgment on on you, but it's really their short-sightedness, their problem. But what I, I, I have a little tool I use, and it's it's really a spiritual tool. I just, I sort of, I see it, I accept it, and then I bless it and release it. So if somebody's coming at me hard, and they don't have to come with words, sometimes it can just be this presence of non-acceptance of hatred or whatever it is. I accept that that's how they feel. I bless them, and then I release them. I don't not speak to them if they don't, but I, if I, if I need to, I remove myself from their energy. That's that's too much for you to handle when you're trying to be yourself, right? Yeah. And so, Liz, <laughs> so what you is your life like yourself. now? I mean, you sound so happy, oh. so joy filled. Oh, yeah. It's honestly the the freedom and the joy that comes with uh, finally owning myself and finally telling my own truth and not trying to hide behind it and trying to be small. I've always felt this smallness, like, but really living large is just joyful. And I'm still with my person, <laughs> Lee, the, the person that, that sort of brought me into this thing, sort of wakened my soul as far as this this love interest, but then what, I'm just, I'm just joyful. I live, even when days are hard, you know, joy is not about happy, happy, happy. Joy is about living in the moment, knowing that you're a-okay. There might be wind tunnels and (laughs) things happening all around you, but you're a-okay. You're going to be okay. You went through some challenges, but look at how happy you are now. And if we could just hold on, there's hope. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on to yourself. Just 
know it. Just know you can do it. And if you need a friend, get whatever help you need therapy-wise and all those things. But hold on to yourself because you're every single human, I think, walking the planet is an incredible, incredible presence. And we can do massive things that we don't even begin to know until we finally own at least where we are. And then there's then all these beauty, all these things open up to us. And Liz, where can our listeners go to get more information about you and the book that you mentioned? Okay, sure. Um, I have a studio. It's called HilliardStudioMethod.com, where we have the book there. It's also on Amazon. Um, I have a podcast called Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. And I'm on Instagram at Liz Hilliard HSM and all those other things like Facebook and Twitter and all those things. It's just Liz Hilliard, H-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. But we, um, my studio is great. We do a, we stream all over the country and in in several foreign countries as well as our workout. And then, yeah. So if you're just interested in the workout, it's fun too. (laughs) (laughs) Liz, thank you so much for joining us. You are such a light. I'm smiling speaking with you because your energy is contagious. So thank you for sharing your story, for being so open and for spending this time with us. Oh, thank you, Joan. I feel the same about you. I, I really appreciate this time. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.